There's a spring in the mountain and it flows down to the town. From NPR Music and West Virginia Public Broadcasting, with support provided by Bailey and Glasser and by Wild Wonderful West Virginia, welcome to another Mountain Stage with your host, Larry Gross. There's a song in my heart, just a simple little tune. But the rhythm and the melody won't leave me alone. Around the world, it's just a simple song. This world is turning around a simple song. Thank you so much. Welcome once again to Mountain Stage Live Performance Radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. And we have a power-packed show, and it's going to have a lot of fun on this show. There's a lot of folks that might give you a laugh or two and some great songwriting, some wonderful singing and musicianship. The North Mississippi All-Stars are here with us. I love those guys. Also, one of our favorite people of all time, Mr. Paul Thorne is here. And his Mission Temple Fireworks Revival. Yeah, a cast of thousands will be up here with Paul Thorne. Also, all the way from Ireland, Declan O'Rourke is going to join us today. And from right here, close to home, one of the great storytellers of our country and of our state, Mr. Bill Lepp's going to come out and spin a tale for you. Give you something to grin at and laugh at. But we'll start out with a woman, one powerful singer. She'd been on the mountain stage once before, but she's just uh, recently made an album that uh, was Album of the Year in No Depression magazine, and for, for good reason, because it's got great songs, and she is a flat-out great singer. She's already uh, been part of a Grammy-winning uh, song. Al Anderson and, bon- and Bonnie Bishop wrote... Not Cause I Wanted To for Bonnie Raitt. And so you may have heard that song, but now she's going to sing all of the songs herself. She's got her band with her that's also been playing with uh, Paul Thorne. They've been doing some things together, so we were happy they could do the show together. Just got back from Sweden, Norway, Germany, and Denmark. So we're glad she stopped back at the little old mountain state. Please say hello again. Back to the mountain stage, Bonnie Bishop. Homesick blues that I'd come down with when I stay out late every night in a different state, getting high as a kite until I've come down. I don't realize that I'm just flying 
Oh, then I suppose you know I can dig myself a hole Oh, I've been told time and again Well, the rumors are true But I ain't who I was back then Cause these days I'm good and I'm broke Cause I'm wrong most of the time So forgive or forget me If my reasons don't rhyme Don't take it so hard Hell, it's just part of living the dream I pick and I sing But I'm finally proud of who I am now Cause it ain't who I here was about four years ago and I was about to quit music. In fact, I did quit music and I went home to Texas and I decided I was going to pursue my other most lucrative professional idea, which was writing books. 
And I started doing that, and I ended up writing a screenplay and having a great time. And then as I've totally let go of the whole music dream, I get a call to come back to Nashville and make that record. And I got signed to my first record deal at the age of 38 after I'd been on the road for 15 years, and I thought I had missed my chance. So that's what that song's about. My very, very, very good friend, my guitar player, I couldn't do what I do without him, Mr. Ford Thurston tonight. I got our good friends from the Paul Thorne Band joining us, and uh, I'm going to play a new song for you.
Well, the past is never dead, they say. Oh, oh, baby, we'll meet on a walk someday. gotten to do a lot of touring with these guys this year. Back there on the drums, Jeffrey Perkins, Ralph Friedrichson on the bass, Michael Graham on the keys. It's so fun to, to tour with Paul. I feel like it's a reality show on a daily basis in the best way you can possibly imagine. Y'all like to snap?
the sound of letting go may the tides forever change I love Lord it will remain oh my soul let the waters wash me
Thank you. Nothing warms my heart more than a sing-along. Thank you for that. It's great to be back with you. Thank you, Mountain Stages, for having me back. Thank you to this awesome band, to Ford Thurston, and to the Lord for this amazing life that we get to live. Thank you, thank you. Let's rejoice. It's a beautiful Sunday. A whoa, two, a whoa, two, three, four.
Bonnie Bishop, along with Ford Thurston on the guitar, and the Paul Thorne Band, Ms. Bonnie Bishop. Ain't Who I Was is the name of her latest recording, and you heard that song. She started off that set with it. Good way, to bl- good way to blast off this show, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, she's really, really dynamic, as you can tell by that set right there, the short set. You've got to go see her in concert. She's going to be out a lot upcoming. She's originally from Houston, and then she also lived in Mississippi for a while. So she got that gospel feel to her music. Now she's moved back to Fort Worth, Texas. Bonnie Bishop, Ain't Who I Was on 30 Tigers. And now a woman who's still who she was. <laughs> Along with the Mountain Stage Band back there, Ron Soul's the leader of the band, and Ryan Kennedy, Michael Lipton play the guitars, Bob Thompson is our keyboard player, Steve Hill was, plays the bass, and Ahmed Solomon the drums, and Julie has chosen a song written by Bob Dylan she heard from Maria Muldauer called On a Night Like This. Let's hear it for Julie Adams.
Adams, the Mountain Stage Band, the Dylan song on a night like this. You're listening to Mountain Stage live performance radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. Major funding for Mountain Stage is provided by Bailey and Glasser, LLP, a nationwide law firm born in West Virginia with offices in Charleston, Philadelphia, St. Louis, Morgantown, D.C., Boston, Alabama, and Delaware. Details at baileyglasser.com. And by wild, wonderful West Virginia. Whether you're looking for extreme outdoor adventure, family fun, or an intimate getaway for two, there is something for everyone in the Mountain State. Travel planning and trip ideas are available. Visit GoToWV.com. Additional support is provided by the Charleston, West Virginia Convention and Visitors Bureau, showing the world why Charleston is hip, historic, and almost heaven. Your adventure starts online at CharlestonWV.com. Dot com. This is Mountain Stage on NPR. If you have questions or suggestions for us, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is larry at mountainstage.org. But, of course, you can also connect with us on Facebook. You can peek behind the scenes with us, Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter accounts. All of these links are at our website, mountainstage.org. Remember, if you missed part of this Mountain Stage or you just want to hear something again, you can always visit the podcast section of mountainstage.org. Each podcast will include songs we don't have time to fit on the radio and usually the complete finale song. Do us a favor, take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, if you would, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Our next guest is returning to the Mountain Stage. He was here about three years ago. He's a young man, but he's already become one of Ireland's most popular and beloved singer-songwriters. He's done traditional music, writes and sings contemporary songs, and he's also written some things, including the great song Galileo, which was recorded by Josh Groban, and in my opinion would have been recorded by Frank Sinatra if he'd have still been living. It's that, that much of a classic <laughs> pop song. He's got uh, a new collection right now called Chronicles of the Great Irish Famine. Brought some friends with him. Please welcome back to the mountain stage, Declan O'Rourke. Thank you, Larry. Uh, yeah, my name is Declan O'Rourke. I'm here from Ireland, and I'm so happy to be back on mountain stage. And I'm also uh, so happy to be back on NPR. Um, um, 
Thank you. So, uh, new record. I've actually made three records since I saw you last. Uh, but this is the latest one. It's just out recently. It's called Chronicles of the Great Irish Famine. I, um, I took 15 years to, to research and write it. I released the other five while I was doing this. But um, it's, it's uh, kind of significant here because, um, you know, lots of Irish people left Ireland and came to America and uh, Virginia specifically even and brought music with them that, that heavily influenced Appalachian music, as far as I can tell, and bluegrass music. And um, that was our gift to you. <clears throat> in return, in reverse, I've learned from reading a lot about the famine that the blight that killed the potato that was the last straw and caused the famine to begin originated in Virginia. <laughs> and it traveled across into Europe and up through Europe and into Ireland. And you could have just asked. We would have sent some people and some music. Anyway, this is a, I'm going to talk a little and, and sing more. This is a, one of the songs out of a collection of 14 I wrote on the subject, and it's called Indian Meal. Indian Meal was a substance of ground corn. It was sent by the shipload from America as a form of aid relief, and uh, when, when cooked it made a very thin, yellow, gruel-like substance that was much maligned by the poor for its bland taste and nature. Um, so there you go. Um, Indian meal. Well, up on the mountains and down in the glens, the boilers are splashing with Indian meal. From out of the scalps and the hovels and dens, they follow the sound of the bells as they peel. Indian meal, Indian meal, Indian meal. Fighting their way over necks of old women and half-starving children with elbows and fists. Soaking hodgepodge into can into noggin and coughing and spluttering back over the ditch. With bony old fingers on bony old pegs, they come with their tickets each day for the dregs. Gathering the yelling tins and pounds. The fish shouldn't meet it in ounces and pounds. Indian meal, Indian meal, Indian meal. So. They say, but some controversy, he brung the potato from over the way. Well, every few with the holy remain. And Indian meal is the dish of the day. Our lovely pretty oh, where have you gone? You left it with nothing to bite us upon. The fisherman's nets are all locked in the pond. And all that we catch is our death in the morn. All the milk of the butter and nobly our lumpers were all that was needed to cure the pangs. Now every flutters a dose of the scutters. If you don't cook it right, it'll give you the Indian meal. Indian meal. Indian meal. You. So fair to cure hunger and warts, the Quaker sells you for a penny a quart. Your penny and halfpence will get your bread too. For the Duncan, the yellow meal, Indian stew. The ship leaving full of pigs, heifers, and lambs. Some transporting convicts of Van Diemen's land. Where hemorrhage and battles of butter and grain. And all that comes back and all that remains is Indian meal. Indian 
Indian meal, Indian meal. The paving the streets of America. Dole at your feet for a dollar a day While here on the works we make Bohori and For the yellow are barely a shilling apiece Thank you Rob Collar In the middle of 1963, just months before his death, John F. Kennedy visited Ireland and uh, he made a speech in which he, he quoted a famous poem by an Irish person called Ethna Carberry. And he quoted the poem that said, They are going, going, gone, and we cannot bid them stay. And he added to that that if it, if it were not for the famine that happened in Ireland, his grandfather may never have left Ireland during the famine. And that just proved how significant these events were. They had global implications. This is called Buried in the Deep. like mine that have been broken we carry here on board a sadness that with words cannot be spoken it's farewell to you poor Aaron and to all your better Sure, no good left in your errand. God bid you better fare.
visions have run light This journey feels like going on forever No land is yet in sight And I fear that I am failing with the fever They'll set me over That'll cure my broken heart My dreams can go no further I'll give them to the water Just like so many others Far from any land or home Our mothers and our fathers We're buried in the deep Where hunger cannot find us Far from any land or home We're buried in the deep Our ship she keeps on sailing America is calling Thank you so much. Um, this record is uh, available in America digitally, but um, if you would like a copy of it, or a, a physical copy of it, you can go to my website and we have some minions and people who will mail you one very quickly. <laughs> uh, this next song is, um, is um, the one that began the whole collection of songs, and uh, it's based on a true story about a couple uh, and a small family from a place called McCroom in West Cork. They were called the Buckley family. And um, um, basically, I've been asked a few times why, why I uh, have chose to do this and why I've chose to keep these uh, stories alive, I suppose. And I think the, the reason is very simple. Um, this story in particular is a good example. Um, I, when I heard the story, it just moved me so much and the hair stood up on my neck. It was so universal. It could be anybody in any time, any place. And uh, I think they teach us empathy. I think we will always have disaster and catastrophe in the world, but sometimes it's preventable and we are best equipped to deal with things like that when we have empathy on our sides. And we learn that. We learn empathy by putting ourselves in the places and in the shoes of people who have been in harder times. Uh, thank you very much. This is called Poor Boy's Shoes.
When he met her at the dance She had flowers in her hair There was no girl in this land Who could have stood next to her there And there everyone could see And he loved her instantly Though he had nothing to give her But his poor boy's hopes and dreams Well, he danced with her that summer Till it showed on her sweet face How she was taken by the warmth of him And all his gentle ways And then he swore to her his love was true And he married her in poor boy's shoes Well, not many years had passed through the grip of his strong hands When a great unyielding hunger Drew its veil across this land His young love soon took ill And with two little mouths to fill He took all he could to keep them From the poor house on the hill But when his pockets had run dry From crying tears that rang like bells And their home drew in the wind Just like an old seashell Then he gathered everything he had to lose And he walked them up in poor boy's First God took the little boy Then he took the little girl And soon their little souls were free From all the sadness in this world Their father lifted up his love She could no longer walk alone from the poor house on the hill He took her on the long walk Felt the cold upon her As he laid her down to rest And so he knelt down by her bed And drew her feet up to his chest And there he tried to warm her cold feet through And they found him there in poor boy's shoes. Da, 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 da. Da, da, Oh uh -huh.
Thank you so much. Um, this will be our last song with you this evening, but we have been so happy to play for you. We hope you enjoyed what we've done. If you enjoyed it half as much as we did, then we enjoyed it twice as much as you. <laughs> this is a, a song about a, a, a landlord. This is a fighting back song. Uh, this is a song about a landlord who was ambushed by one of his tenants one dark night just outside town. Uh, in a place called Delvin in Westmeath in Ireland. They ambushed him, and, uh, or he ambushed him, and he shot him, and then he went into town for a pint. <laughs> and when the locals heard what he had done, they formed a mob, and they went out, and they found his body, and they cut it up into little pieces and threw them in the ditch. Hmm. And so my friend and I, the night after we heard this, we said, let's write something upbeat and gruesome. This was the result. This is called Johnny and the Lantern. Johnny is a fictitious character who was invented to illuminate the story for you. Okay. And a one, two, a one, two. On the road outside of Delvin, from the shadow of the trees, a man drew out his pistol And a man fell to his knees Well, the man who did the shooting Didn't stick around But he went and told the others Where the body could be found Well, the saw ripped through his flesh But the cut the bones was held Though the blade was old and rusty Through the blood you couldn't tell Well, they cracked his legs in pieces Someone let out a cry Johnny hold the lantern Johnny hold that up there boy Young Johnny's hands were freezing But he held the lantern high As the dead man lay there gazing And a flame danced in his eyes Well the saw ripped through his flesh But the cut the bones was held Though the blade was old and rusty Through the blood you couldn't tell Rap! They cursed his broken body And with the last strokes of the saw As Johnny held the lantern 
they cut the hands of war Then they buried all his pieces And their energy was spent And the last thing that they buried Were the hands that took the rent Well, the saw it through his flesh But the cut the bones was hell Cause the blade was old and rusty Through the blood you couldn't tell Well, the saw it through his flesh But the cut the bones was hell Cause the blade was old and rusty Through the blood you couldn't tell On the road outside of Delvin At the ditch just round the bend Where the trees mar all the moonlight That's where Manning met his end ah! along with Rob Calder and Pete Wilhoyt, Declan O'Rourke. A few tunes from the Chronicles of the Great Irish Famine. Mr. Declan O'Rourke. Leaving us with a jolly finale right there. Yes, sir. Well, we first, the 1500s, the New World gave... Uh, the rest of the world, potatoes. And then in the 1800s, looks like we gave them the blight for the potatoes because I know the famine was in the 1840s. That was on the other side of the mountains. That's why we split from Virginia. <laughs> we don't do things like that in West Virginia. It's a different thing here. Mr. Declan O'Rourke, Chronicles of the Great Irish Famine. Additional support for Mountain Stage comes from Isotope, makers of Spire Studio, the portable multi-track recording system that lets musicians easily capture, mix, and edit professional quality songs wherever and whenever inspiration strikes. Learn more at spire.live. Well, it's time to turn the stage over to one of the great voices of West Virginia, a man who many times has been a crowned the champion liar of this state. He's made, yeah. He's, he's made a, a, a whole bunch of recordings and written a whole bunch of books. His last CD was called Raised on Hose Water. <laughs> I love that right there. You gotta get us in the holiday spirit right now. Please welcome back to the mountain stage, Mr. Bill Lepp. 
Thank you very much. I grew up in the little town of Half Dollar, West Virginia. And when you're a little kid, the world can be a very confusing place because, you know, you only have a limited vocabulary and everything you hear, you got to kind of filter down through the few words that you know. When I was about four years old, it was just after Christmas, and I noticed that my dad had a bald spot on the back of his head. I guess he'd always had it, but that's the first time I noticed it. I asked him how it happened. He said, well, on Christmas Eve, I heard a noise on the roof and I went outside to investigate. And when I stepped out from underneath the carport, I felt something lick the back of my head. <laughs> and when I turned around to look, there was Rudolph. He had licked the hair right off the back of my head. And Dad said, at that moment, I swore that if I ever, if I ever saw Rudolph again, I would shoo him away. Well, that was not an expression with which I was familiar. And when I filtered that through the few words that I knew, what I came up with was my dad saying, if I ever see Rudolph again, I'm going to shoot him anyway. <laughs> yeah, I thought, dear Lord, my father is going to kill Rudolph. That could put a damper on next Christmas. And I worried about that for a few days, but I was four, so I forgot about it pretty soon. And I didn't think about it again until the holiday season rolled back around. And when you're an adult, and, you know, you're jaded, and the world has lost all hope. When you hear the holiday season, you think to yourself, oh, that incredibly stressful period of time between Thanksgiving and New Year's. But when you're a child, and there's still joy in the world, children know that the second most important holiday in the holiday season is Halloween, because that's the other day we get free stuff. So... As the holiday season started to roll back around, I remembered that my father had sworn this vendetta against Rudolph, and I wanted to know if he'd forgotten about it. But if he had forgotten about it, I didn't want to remind him. So I asked him, I asked him a series of surreptitious questions. I said, Dad, do you even own a gun? And he said, no, but I could get one. And I said, do you even hunt? And he said, no, but sometime when I'm at the barber, I read Field and Stream. And then I asked him a question that there's no way he could see through. I said, is it even legal to shoot a deer on your roof? <laughs> and I don't know what the urban deer population is like where you live, but across the river in South Charleston, totally. If that deer is on your roof, <laughs> that is your deer. So dad was going to kill Rudolph, and then, of course, just after Halloween, we were having a presidential election, and I heard my neighbor say, if Jimmy Carter gets elected president, the entire country is going to go to hell. Well, I was five. I had a very narrow, very theological understanding of hell. And I thought if Jimmy Carter got elected president, the people in Canada and the people in Mexico were just going to pull out the pins and the entire continental United States was just going <laughs> to drop into the sulfuric pits. And then... Jimmy Carter did get elected, and so Dad was going to kill Rudolph. Jimmy Carter was taking us down. This was shaping up to be the worst Christmas ever. And the only thing I had going for me at that point is I came home from school one day, and my mom told me that someone in the church had given her tickets so that we could go to the symphony hall to see a show. And I was very excited. And you're probably thinking, why was a five-year-old boy excited to go to the symphony hall? Well, it wasn't just going to the symphony hall. It was what we were going to see. My mother told me that we were going to see Elephant Gerald. <laughs> now, when I was a child, 
I loved elephants. My favorite book was Babar, you know. Uh, I had elephant knickknacks, elephant bed sheets. Now, I didn't know who Elephant Gerald was, but I knew that if you were an elephant and you had a name, you had to be a pretty important elephant, right? I mean, how many elephants can you name? There's Babar, Horton, and Dumbo, right? So I knew. If you're an elephant, and then mom had said that Elephant Gerald was a musician. And I didn't even know how an elephant could play music, you know. I thought, do they stick out their trunk and they play it like a trumpet? Or maybe they hold it to the side and another elephant plays it like a flute? Or, my best idea, maybe the elephant comes out on stage in, a, in like a kilt and takes its trunk and puts it in its mouth and blows really hard. And then the elephant squeezes itself and music comes out. I was five, it was an intoxicating idea. And then, mom said that Elephant Gerald had played with Duke uh, Ellington, Count Basie, and Louis Armstrong. I didn't know who those people were either, but I knew that you had to be pretty important if you had played with a count, a duke, and the first man on the moon. <laughs> so the night of the show came, and we got in the car, and we, we drove to the symphony hall, and we got in there, and, you know, people in tuxedos, men in tuxedos, women in evening gowns. I'd never seen anything like it. And we, we sat down, and, and the lights dimmed, and the music started, and the curtains opened, and what I assumed was the opening act came out on stage. It was a Rubenesque, middle-aged, African-American woman, and she sang a song about a knife named Mac. <laughs> I turned to my mother, and I said, where's the elephant? And she said, shh. And then the lady sang, I don't know, sleigh bells. And I said, where's the elephant? And she said, shh. And then, you know, this just kept going on, and I kept getting more and more upset. And then she sang a tisket, a tasket, and, and there was a standing ovation, and she left the stage, and the lights came on, and the curtains closed, and, and we were in the car, and we were driving home, and I was in the back seat crying the way that only a child can cry. I was, I wanted to see the elephant. And my parents were like, what is wrong with you? And I, I wanted to see the elephant. And they were like, what, what elephant? And I was like, elephant Gerald. <laughs> and they, they just burst out laughing. <laughs> they just burst out laughing the way that adults do when a child totally misunderstands the world. It's like, well, my wife was five. She's from Mississippi. And when she was five, we weren't married yet. Um... <laughs> She's from uh, Yazoo County, Holly Bluff in Mississippi, in the flat, flat part of the Delta. And when she was five, her parents decided to take her and her sister to the Smoky Mountains so that they could see what not flat looked like. <laughs> and they were going up the Smokies, and, and my wife's sister's ear, she said, my ears just popped. And my wife's mother said, my ears just popped. And my wife said, my ears have not popped. What will happen if my ears don't pop? And her father said, your head will explode. Five minutes later, she was crying in the back seat. <laughs> Almost all these things happened because I misunderstood the words that came at me. And you know what? 
as we enter into the holiday season, let's just remember that probably 90% of the problems in the world are caused by misunderstandings, and a lot of those are deliberate, right? We see people coming at us on both sides of the, both sides of the conversation. We see people coming at us and we think to ourselves, I don't care what that person has to say. I don't like what color that person is. I don't like who that person voted for. I don't like who that person loves. I don't care what they have to say. I'm not going to listen because it's easier to hate than it is to learn. But if we would all just take maybe five minutes out of our day and actually listen to what other people say, maybe not agree with it, but actually listen, process it, and try to come to some sort of understanding, you know, we could probably solve, I don't know, 80% of the problems in the world. Thank you very much. Mr. Bill Lepp, right there. Raised on Hosewater on Buck Dog Records is his latest recording, Bill Lepp. I'd like to say a special hello to you right now if you're listening over KHCC, Hutchinson, Kansas, or WSCI, Charleston, South Carolina. Hope that you'll be with us next time when our guests will be Robin Hitchcock, Per Ubu, Susan Warner, Joan Shelley, and the Chandler Travis Philharmonic. You're listening to Mountain Stage, live performance radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. Mountain Stage is supported in part by this station and by West Virginia Public Broadcasting. Hotel accommodations for Mountain Stage guests are provided by the Charleston Marriott Town Center Hotel, centrally located for the business and pleasure traveler in downtown Charleston's retail district. This is Mountain Stage on NPR. Welcome to the second hour of Mountain Stage, and a special hello to you if you are just tuning in. We're glad you joined us. During this hour, we're going to be hearing from the North Mississippi All-Stars. But we're going to open the hour with the man who uh, has always been a delight to us. He's been around on the music scene for a little over a couple of decades. We had him on Right at the beginning, back in 1997, I heard a song he recorded called Burn Down the Trailer Park, and I said, we got to get, get this guy on the show right now. You know, his career has been uh, really unbelievable, graced by fundamentalist preacher father. Wouldn't let him listen to pop music. The first time he went to a pop concert, he opened for Sting with 13,000 people in the audience. 
First time I ever went to a pop concert. He working in a chair factory and was also a, a fighter, a boxer who bought, fought Roberto Duran. As a matter of fact, they ought to make a movie about his life. And you know what? That's what they're doing. They're making a movie about his life. So watch out for that. On PBS coming up this spring, his latest is called Don't Let the Devil Ride. Please welcome Paul Thorne's Mission Temple Fireworks Revival. Mission Temple Revival tonight. You know, I've been singing secular music for over 20 years. I grew up in church. I always wanted to do a gospel record. I finally did. I want to do it for my mom and daddy, most of all, because they gave their whole life serving the Lord. And you know, my daddy, he told me about temptation. He said I was going to face it. He gave me examples. When my daddy was up in the pulpit and all the people was looking at him, he was like a rock star. And rock stars have groupies. 
He said one time a lady called him, and she was crying genuine tears. She said, Brother Thorne, I need you to come over to my house and pray with me. He went over there. He knocked on the door, and she answered the door wearing a negligee. He had to face temptation. He told me, and I believe him, he said my mama's the only woman he's ever been with. I can't say that same thing. Listen to this. Don't let the devil ride. Oh, don't let the devil ride. If you let the Call your name. 
My motto in life is no one succeeds alone. When I was putting this gospel record together, I had a wish list of some great gospel singers I wanted to have on it. And my dreams came true. Tonight, I want to introduce to do a number on their own so you can hear how great they are. The McCrary Sisters. I know I can't 
Wasn't that amazing? That just blew me away. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking about uh, when uh, my papa was alive. He was a hero of mine. He was just the coolest guy. One day a snake came in front of us, and he picked that snake up by the tail and went pow and, and snapped it like a whip and snapped that snake's head off. I was impressed. <laughs> and then when my papa passed away, I went to the hospital to see him the last few minutes of his life. I, I literally got to be with him the last few minutes he was alive. And he wasn't even in distress. He didn't even seem to be sad. He was smiling. He held my hand and said, I'm going to a better place. And wow, I was, just, I was so happy at that moment, even though I was sad. Here's a song about heaven.
I'm sorry to say I didn't catch the name of the gentleman that gave the spoken word before us, but I like what he said at the end of his story. It was funny, but it had a poignant meaning at the end. He said, listen to other people, even if you don't agree with them. Listen to them. We all different. But one thing could fix everything, kind of like what he said. What we got to do is start a love train.
Shout me. to receive a blessing it's fixing to happen we are going to the mission temple fireworks stand come on inside the tent receive your salvation Shut up. 
more fireworks than Say fireworks are dangerous They can blow up in your face So you better read the instructions Light the fuse and get away These things are made in China So it's easy to see How a man who worships Buddha Ain't got no guarantee Listen, Holy Ghost Big Bang Theory Mission Temple Fireworks Revival. Paul Thorne, his band, and Regina, Deborah, Ann, and Alfredo, the McCrary sisters. Letting it all hang out right there. Oh, my goodness gracious. Don't Let the Devil Ride will be his next CD. It's going to be out pretty soon in the new year. Paul Thorne. Dynamic. Well, let's take a breath here. <laughs> and uh, turn it over to the man behind the piano. You know, one of the great rock and roll pioneers recently passed. You know who we're talking about. He was right there with <clears throat> Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis and Elvis Presley and all the Buddy Holly, all of them. His name was Fats Domino. And I remember Fats uh, very well. 
was a big fan of his when I was a kid. He had a lot of hits, and he recently passed away, and Bob's going to ask Ahmed and Steve to join him and do one of his signature tunes. Please welcome Bob Thompson and Blueberry Hill. Bob Thompson, a little tribute to the great Fats Domino. You're listening to Mountain Stage, live performance radio from the Mountain State 
of West Virginia. Major funding for Mountain Stage is provided by Bailey and Glasser LLP, a nationwide law firm born in West Virginia with offices in Charleston, Philadelphia, St. Louis, Morgantown, D.C., Boston, Alabama, and Delaware. Details at baileyglasser.com. And by wild, wonderful West Virginia, whether you are looking for extreme outdoor adventure, family fun, or an intimate getaway for two, there's something for everyone in the Mountain State. Travel planning and trip ideas are available. Visit GoToWV.com. Additional support is provided by the Charleston, West Virginia Convention and Visitors Bureau, showing the world why Charleston is hip, historic, and almost heaven. Your adventure starts online at charlestonwv.com. This is Mountain Stage on NPR. Additional support for Mountain Stage comes from Isotope, makers of Spire Studio, the portable multi-track recording system that lets musicians easily capture, mix, and edit professional quality songs wherever and whenever inspiration strikes. Learn more at spire.live. We hope you'll take a look at our website, mountainstage.org. You can find links there to our podcast. And you can follow us on just about every form of social media. Of course, we hope that someday you will come and follow us to a live performance wherever we are, whether it's at home here at the Culture Center Theater in Charleston or on the road. You can find out where we're going to be and get your tickets right on the website, mountainstage.org. Well, we've been happy to welcome our next guest to the show several times. They started two decades ago in northern Mississippi, two Brothers, Luther and Cody Dickinson, Luther playing the guitar and singing, and Cody on the drums. And with some friends of theirs, they put together the North Mississippi All-Stars, and it was kind of under the guidance of their father, the great Jim Dickinson, who was a great musician and producer, uh, songwriter. And they further the Northern Mississippi blues sound. You might be more familiar with Southern Delta blues, but... The northern Mississippi blues have a, a deep groove, a deep hypnotic feel that uh, really casts a spell that you won't quickly get out from under. Their latest is called Prayer for Peace. Seems to be a theme tonight. Please welcome back to the mountain stage the North Mississippi All-Stars. We all need to be free 
No, I ain't scared, baby. Stand up and show my face. We don't discriminate. Everybody's safe, and you're welcome in this place. The music is a safe haven, y'all. No, no, we don't care what you look like, or who you love, or who you're trying to be. I don't care what you dance like, baby. I don't care where you came from, brother. We got to live together, tolerate the family. Tolerate one another, y'all. Everybody, we all need to be free. That's right. Mountain State. Everybody, we all need to be free. Let's get free, baby. Cody's going to sing one from the piano back here. We're going to slow it down for the drummer. We're going to slow it way down.
and the vocals, everybody, from Kansas City. This is Rob Walburn on the drums, everybody, from London, England, by way of Connecticut. And I'm Luther, and this is Cody. And we're so fortunate to have been playing an old 
Shake Em On Down Blues for 22 years now. Thank you guys so much for all the support all these years. Here's a song we learned from our old friend Ariel Bursat back home. A little barnyard psychedelia. A little ditty about frogs and dogs and whatnot.
I want to thank Brother Paul and the band for getting me in the mood tonight. So good to be back. Thank you. Yo, and that was Danielle Nicole from Kansas City. <laughs> Crossroads, 
seen in our grandfather's times. A lot of changes come and gone. But I will any more wise. Made me wanna hollow. Made me wanna moan. Pray for peace, 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 pray for
Mississippi All-Stars, Luther Dickinson, Cody Dickinson, Danielle Nicole, and Rob Walburn. That last tune was the title song to their latest prayer for peace on Sony Legacy, the North Mississippi All-Stars. A lot of Mississippi folks on today's show. We thank God for Mississippi here in West Virginia quite often. Our thanks to the North Mississippi All-Stars and our thanks to Paul Thorne and the whole Mission Temple Fireworks Revival Band and to Bill Leff and to Declan O'Rourke and his friends and to Bonnie Bishop and all the folks she brought with her. What a heck of a show. Thank you guys for coming out and being with us live here at the Culture Center Theater in Charleston. And of course, as always, thank you listening there on the radio because Without you, we wouldn't do any of this stuff. We never forget that. We hope that you'll be here next time when our guests will be Robin Hitchcock, Per Ubu, Susan Warner, Joan Shelley, and the Chandler Travis Philharmonic. Mountain Stage is produced by Larry Gross and Adam Harris. Associate producers are Jeff Shirley and Vasilia Scorus. Production managers Paul Flaherty. We're engineered by Francis Fisher, Richie Collins, Jim Raines, and Patrick Stevens. With production assistance by Michael Lipton, Joey Ansel, Mary Lee, Lance Schrader, Chris Mead, and Woogie. Photographic services are provided by Brian Blouser. Promotions coordinated by Michael Lipton, Adam Harris, and Music in Motion Promotions. Lodging is provided by the Marriott Town Center Hotel, centrally located for the business and pleasure traveler in downtown Charleston. Why don't you go out and hear some live music wherever you are, just as soon as you can. You've been listening to Mountain Stage Live Performance Radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. Go do a little tribute to the great Fats Domino right now. Here's one of his big, big hits from back in the 50s. Here we go. Well, I'm walking. Yes, indeed, I'm talking about you and me. I'm hoping that you'll come back to me. Come on, Paul I'm as lonely as I can be And I'm waiting for your company I'm hoping that you come back to me Everybody now! Well, what you gonna do when the well runs dry? You gonna run away and hide I'm gonna run right by your side But you pretty baby, I'm Come on, walking Yes, indeed, I'm talking about you and me I'm hoping that you come back to me Bob Thompson now Take it over, Dr. Love. Luther Dickinson. Talking about you and me, I'm hoping 
that you'll come back to me. Come on, buddy. What you gonna do when I say bye-bye? All you gonna do is dry your eyes. I'm a-walking, yes indeed, I'm a-talking. About you and me, I'm a-hoping that you'll come back to me. Michael Lipton on the guitar. Support for Mountain Stage is provided by Bailey and Glasser and by Wild Wonderful West Virginia. This is NPR.